Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cracked Open podcast. Today, I have a beautiful and very special guest, my dear friend, Tiago. He's rocking the share thing. We were just saying, I was like, that's okay, cool. Tiago, love it. Just one name, um, which is a beautiful name, by the way. I love it. I don't know how he came up with it, but I'm, I adore it. Um, Tiago and I are actually, we met in Bali, so we are friends that came into each other's vortex in Bali. And it was really funny. There was just this moment where we just saw each other across the spa and it was like, click. And everything kind of like fell into place. Um, Cause I know we were kind of in each other's fields for a while. And there was an interest of like, hmm, who is this person and what are they doing? But there was this moment when it all just kind of aligned and we got chatting and we were like, shit, we do similar things and we have a very similar journey. And even all of our like moons and um, not moons, all of our planets are in the same houses, which is crazy looking at each other's charts. So before I hand it over to introduce you, my love, Tiaga is a yogi and a mentor. He helps you to master your life force and reclaim your sovereignty to create your ideal life. He's also just a really beautiful human. And I would love for you to tell us about yourself and how you got to be here. I know you've got a very interesting backstory and did a lot of crazy things before you made it here. So I would love to hear about that. And I'm sure some of our audience would as well. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. I have to say that I'm loving your podcast, fan number one. Like, you just felt that energy since you're like, I'm launching this and this is it. And like, one, two, three, four. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, I started from episode one. And I was like, Pfft. episode two, episode three. And it's like my to go when I'm driving. I love them. Should want to revisit them? This it's- is not a paid endorsement, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't tell him to say this, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. I just because I I feel you, I trust you, I believe in you. And as you said, we have all these planets and and there was no coincidence when we actually was like, wait, what? This is your chart. No, this is my chart. Wait, what? This is our chart. And like, you know, like I really feel that connection. And that's why I fully feel in trust and um, love to come into this space, safe space and share our stories. So let's get juicy. Yay. Okay. Yeah, let's get juicy. <laughs> Thank you for presenting me. You said, yeah, you share about me. Um, I help you reclaim your life force. Well, okay, let's start from I'm, I'm Tiaga. Um, I am from Colombia. Uh, I've been living in Bali for the past three years. I am 38 years old, <laughs> but probably I'm like, I don't know how many years in my in my old in the county. You're ancient. You're you're old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's been a beautiful journey of 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 coming back to self, and I feel, whew, I feel very grateful for this, uh, yeah, for this moment in life and this experience in this physicality and finding the answers and the alignment that we are finding today with all that it is. So, um, yeah, I think it could be interesting to start from where you where we said about reclaiming your life force. Why Why do I present myself like that? And what brought me into that point? And um, we could say reclaiming your life force could be reclaiming your sexual energy, reclaiming your feminine energy, reclaiming your activating your Kundalini energy. We could say life force, sexual, feminine, it's all the same. And um, for me, I well, I basically reclaim my sexual energy because um, I choose to come to this life and be sexually abused, uh, uh, have become uh, be gay. I I I am a gay man, um, 
and that was that was my big part of my learnings in this lifetime I'm, like, I'm gonna be that person let's go boom <laughs> and um and that's when my search started because I grew up very confused. I grew up very confused because I, I was abused at a very early age. And that's the way I, I, I share this and the way I remember this after all these healings and remembering is like being a happy, a happy child, a happy kid, playful, innocent, fun, playing with little cars. And then an event happens and then it's like all of a sudden that is distorted and I start replay and then all of a sudden it's like boom you are you are like um uh, yeah it's it's your chip your hard drive is distorted and all of a sudden you then stop living that reality and you start living another energy reality that is not yours and this is basically what happened to me with being 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 abused of like from one moment to the other i have been my power has been stolen i have this energy that don't belong to me has been introduced to me and then i am controlled by this energy for my next 30 years without knowing hmm? so, i love this yeah so much energy is moving as you're talking about this it's like whoa and all these themes of like reclaiming that innocence of that energy and that fucking you were this pure child right we have a similar kind of story i wasn't abused sexually but i did have other abuse and um i remember i was this bright fucking joyful like um sassy little like <laughs> nothing you know bothered me and in these events that we experience it's almost like our light is snuffed out and the world uh, smothers us in this way where we then contract so yeah sorry keep going but i just wanted to add into that like already oh. some stuff is moving i love it <laughs> please do please do yes yes and so then i start i'm confused because i don't know why i am just replicating this this experience that i've been through and then i'm starting to sexualize something so i'm not seeing any more the cars and the innocence, but all of a sudden I'm looking more into object sexualizing and like what 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 feeds that energy It's like a control is really a possession of like. Get horny, look at that, replicate, look for it and create that reality. So in very early stages, I was very confused, but I was very promiscuous without not even knowing why. And I grew up like that. And I grew up with that promiscuity and looking for sex, looking for casual sex, looking for, for being touched, looking for, yeah, like in that way where I, where I really had no idea. It was like completely hypnotized, but just do it. And you, you don't really have sovereignty about your energy at all. And there's a leak of your energy because then you are depleted so then you are disempowered so it, basically my power my full power was in control of this energy and then i am growing up also and i am growing up being a, a feminine and like not being the typical little boy at school that likes to play football and these type of things but i just want to stay with the girls and i don't want to play that and and, and, and I'm feminine. So then I start being bullied because I am not, I don't, I don't fit what whatever the stereotype of a boy looks like, especially in a country like Colombia and a third world country and in this society. And then I authority start failing on me. There's no one to really support me. And I am a fully possessed little child being that has have lost his power and he's trying to find himself and on top of that he's being bullied and silenced because he's different and so you grow up in these societies and this and in this uh yeah in this in this in these societies that are built that they fail to protect you there's not a school where like doesn't matter that teach you about gender and it's okay who to be who you are and accept each other but there is just either is a or b and either you look this way or you look this way and if you're not this way and trust me i was for eight years of all my my press like my preschool until i start being like a more of like a teenager 
when I say teenager, it's around 15, 16 years old. But before that, I was bullied. Like if my school were 2,000 people, I was bullied by 1,999 kids. Every time I will walk around, I will ask something. I will be like laugh at. Like people will just turn around and like, ah, like just talk like the way I talk. I was chubby, whatever it was, but it was a constant, yeah, it was a constant horrible so I grew up silenced abused with all the fears of expressing myself and and not knowing why like with this huge confusion or why am I gay or why I look like men and the society is teaching me that this I'm seeing that this is not good and why is this is coming from inside of me I didn't choose to be like in that age you're like this is my I'm natural. This is this is this is com- this comes from within, you know. And and I don't know. We can talk about this afterwards, but I don't know if because of my abuse, then that was my tendency. Because I am extremely comfortable and happy, and I love men, and I did have the chance to try with women, and I choose men. So, but in that point back then. I'm growing up like that. And then even the fucking religion and my mom in all, all that time, my family were very Christian. All of a sudden they became crazy and they're super Christian and going to the, to the church. And we go to the church one day and the talk of the pastor was we have to pray for the gay, for the gay people that are in sin. And I'm sitting there in front of this man and next to my mother. And I am like, um, thank God I'm a little older, but still I'm only like 14, 15 years old and I still feel rejected and I still feel abandoned and I feel completely confused. And my mother loves me very much and everything. But the first thing that they did, their instinct is like, I need to save my daughter. I need to save my son. So I was put in a psychologist and they were like, how do we save him? He's doing, he's not normal. He's not good. There's something wrong with him. So yeah, so like because of all of because of all of that, I create. I then I I I decide unconsciously to create these facades and these personas of like, no one is going to bully me, no one is going to come after me. So then I am the biggest arrogant asshole you can ever imagine. Great, yeah, because so many of us we're so sensitive and we're so different and we're so unique and we're taught like early on it's not safe for you to be who you are and the world is cruel to us. So we put up these fucking well. I did the same thing, babe. <laughs> did the same thing. I was hardened, like too cool for everyone. I don't give a shit. Like I'm this tough boxing bitch. I'm going to use you for sex. I don't care. Um, it's really funny. I was saying to Tiago before I got off the phone. Uh, sorry, before we got on the call, I actually had some random guy reach out to me yesterday who I hooked up with like 10 years ago and it just brought back this reflection of this person I used to be and how I used men in this way as a protection mechanism right like it was like if I am like this towards everyone else then they can't reject me first so we build this barrier because we're so sensitive and I also want to say as well um, it's interesting like a lot of healers and people who are here sensitive beings have a lot of this sexual energy and life force energy because it's healing energy which I'm going to talk about in a whole other episode but we have so much of it and our society tells us that it's one thing and so then we are chastised for expressing it in that way we don't actually have the framework to know what that you know does it need to express sexually it can express in so many other ways creative energy whatever that is healing energy um but when we express it in that way and then we're rejected even more and we're on the outcast and you know um yeah like really society's like you're fucking wrong you're bad you're sinful um you know, you should feel guilty and shameful. And then having these desires makes you shameful and makes you bad. And there's just all this guilt that's put on us for having this energy that's just so innately part of us, right? Which doesn't necessarily need to express sexually, as we'll discuss later, but um, that's how we're taught that it needs to express, right? So of course, it's going to come out in that expression. And then of course, we're going to get chastised for that. So yeah. Yeah. So I build up this, this, this strong, this arrogance completely and exactly what you were saying. Like, and it just came in, like, it's very unconscious. Like all of a sudden I am called or I am known as this. Oh no. Ugh, he's like, he thinks he's like, I don't know, the, the best thing, like super arrogant. Like he looks everyone like from up, like even my body language, everything was like, you know, I am like the best thing ever in the world, but it was just, it was for me 
don't come near me. And I didn't realize that for many years and a lot of anger inside of me and protecting my heart completely. And then that was due to the bullying and the silencing and everyone coming after me. That kind of also gave me the other side of the sword. Um, how do you say it? Like, well, the sword has like, you know, to... Blades, yeah, blades, yeah, edges, ends. <laughs> the other side, the other, the other side of the sword, the blade, the edge of like, that put me a fire on my ass. And then I'm like, I really believe I was, I, I was, I was that best thing ever in the world on top of everyone and anything I wanted to do I achieved to do and I just managed to do but with that came also a big price because I put myself on big leagues many times and you cannot compete with people that had created also a strong foundation a strong base and I didn't have it so I had a lot of failures also on my on my on my life too because of that but still it was the I I I understood all of these after you know when my healing journey started, but that fire brought yeah I lived it like in more than eight countries and I studied from design to fashion to communication and and yeah I did everything kind of like I wanted in the world and that supported me very that that was a, a huge beautiful journey of mine of like evolving but there was always it was a facade it, there was behind that. I was that little boy in school being bullied, broken, and confused. And was not only until I was 33 years old with my dark night of the soul that I lost everything in my life. And with that, all these facades, all these identities crumbled down. And for the first time in my life, I had to look inside and I have to look back. And I was being, I was that little boy back in school, confused, bullied angry, silenced, not being able to express himself. And that's when my journey started coming back home, that hero's journey, coming back self, coming back to myself to pick up my boy and to heal all this and show him a different way of relating, creating, doing. And that it's the moment where I remember my abuse and I realized why all my life also I was promiscuous and I was diluting my energy and I was controlled by that energy so all of that came in that huge realization in that moment which was very clear for me um wow like all those identities really crumbled down I was like wow I've been arrogant all my life because of this I've been my my ventures and my projects always they don't come into fruition at a certain point because of this and, and my relationships also because of this and my prom I thought I was this hot Colombian boy and I was just horny and actually have I you are <laughs> I, also, I, I, I also had this uh, nickname where like my friends will call me Cachonda and Cachonda is like horny is slutty horny or something and my jokes and I will be just everyone will be like ha 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 because we will go out and I will come back next morning in the breakfast with friends like oh I had sex with this one and with this one and I went with the ones from the orgy and I did all of this but how trapped how how zombie I was I just thought that was my that was really who I was and that was completely far away from who I was mm. Yeah. And in that journey, when everything crumbles down, I start looking within. I start looking within. And a friend of mine, we always have this savior in our hero's journey. And this, this friend of mine, um, it was a very hard time for me. It was my dark night of the soul. I was married. I was happily, I loved this man. I had my dog. I had all of this. But I could not really open my heart. And I didn't know why. And everything crumbled in my life. I lost my job. I lost my company. I lost everything. And then that last part that I had, which was my relationship, I at the end sabotaged it. And the pain was so hard of sabotaging that relationship and not knowing why. And this man loved me so much that that gave me the fire to be like, I need to change this. There's something that is not working on me. And then that's when it appeared very clear of me, this abuse and all of this. And I just went to dip on it. And after being 17 years, not coming back to my country, since I left, I went back home. 
and I went back to the farm where I was abused, and I and I realized, and I and I actually there realized why I never wanted to go to this farm afterwards. And I sit with my dad, and I told him about it. Uh, I really don't remember exactly the details uh, of who did it, but I grew up in a very toxic environment. My dad had a huge farm with horses in a town, and. Every weekend, I never wanted to go, and I was forced to go because I had to be with the father, and I am the older son, and I am a little feminine, and then the best thing is that he stays with his father, and they show him masculine energy. The fuck masculine energy? Masculine toxic energy. A dad that was an alcoholic, that was bringing prostitutes home, that was taking drugs in front of his kid, and completely unconscious and with the love that my mother had and me, my pain crying, I don't wanna go to the farm with my dad, mom, please. My mom was told by a psychiatric, by my psychology, let him be with his dad. He needs to be with father energy. And I was pushed to these fucking toxic, horrible places, place that I had not, that, that, that was my resistance and I realized after, and this is where I was, put in for, in the front of any all these energies and these abuse and whatever could happen to me. And that's what it happened, you know? And I love my father and my partner and my, my father and my mother and so much for forgiveness and all of that. But I just, I want to share this because there's a lot of, we don't know sometimes and, and we're so unconscious and parents are so unconscious and, and, and there's such a lack of, 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 of the reality of things and just being pulled by what society says or whatever it is. And look at this huge mistake. My mother loving me and wanting the best for me, thinking that the best thing was to be with my father and not seeing his toxic masculinity and the environment that he was creating. And then I was in this tender space and vulnerable space where I got completely abused. And I receive all these things that changed the course of my life. But at this point, because of that, going back circle, this friend of mine tells me, come back, I come back home, I'm healing all of these. And my friend tells me, hey, I want you to do this yoga. I think you will love it. And it was Kundalini yoga. And I sat down and I did Kundalini yoga. And in one class, I was like, it was like a activation. It was very insane for me. It was... It was like I activated the memories of my body. It was like remembering I was energy. It was feeling vibration and ecstasy and home and my body dancing. And like, and I lost everything in the outside world. And here I was 33 years old. And before all of this happened, two years before, I was in Dubai. I was a creative director of a huge company. I was doing $15,000 a month. That was how I wanted to be on my 30s. And here I am a year after with huge debts back in the country that I left when I was 16, not knowing, but deep inside of me, I will never come back to this country that bullied me, that treated me like shit to all of these. So I left and I never wanted to come back. And imagine facing that fear at 33, coming back home, vulnerable, lost everything, no money. Because when every time I was going back to Colombia, I was this millionaire. Like I come from Dubai, I lived in Barcelona, I lived in London, I come back home two months, he, 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 ha, ha, ha. Again, I am this persona, but this time I came like that kid. I came like that little boy without anything that I thought I was, just raw, real, vulnerable, and go back to the farm, sit with my dad, sit with my mother tell all the truth and then yeah like it's just always been very supported by my angels and by the energy and the, immediately I was handled kundalini it came to me and it activated all these things and after the second class I said I want to learn this I want to go for this and I start doing kundalini and then my heart was like Bali 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 and and I've been in Bali when I was 20 years old I did had like um like a little glimpse of a spiritual journey. I drink ayahuasca when I was like eight, 19 years old. And um, that led me to go to India. And I stayed in India for a year and I learned yoga and I learned a lot of things. And then I came to Bali and I stayed here for a month with my mother. 
And then it was like very this moment of like, oh my God, do I go back to India and pursue this? Because I felt very deep on me, a huge connection with yoga and all of that. I, this is when I was like 19, 20 years old. But then there was also my desire to go back to the world and everything. And literally like I was choosing the airport, either I go back with my mom to the world or I go back to India and I want to become this yogi and an ashram. And I came to the world and then I lived in all the places that I lived and it was awesome. But when I landed in Bali at the 35 and I've been here for four months and I sit down with, there's so many wizards here and astrologers and this, this information just comes to you. And then the information came to me like, hey, you came to pick up where you left when you were 20. Now is the time. I love that. I love that. Yeah. There's something you said that I really want to like, just like, ah, oh, it's like every hero's journey. I had a similar moment of having to go home and literally just fucking torn apart. Not literally. I don't say, I'm trying to not say literally so much because it's not literal Beck. Um, <laughs> I've been, just been torn apart. I had failed like my first year of trying to be a coach and I had $300 and I had to be on the sewing room floor of my parents' apartment because they just sold the house as well. And that was like my rock bottom. That was like the worst case scenario for me was if this fails and I end up broke and I have to move back in into my parents in Sydney where I'd been living in Melbourne and I'd been away from home since 18. That was like the lowest moment I could possibly imagine for myself. And it happened. I was there. I had no money. I was relying on them. I didn't even have a bed. I was on this fucking blow up mattress having this huge Kundalini awakening and all of my healing it's like catapulted in that moment while my parents are next door and they're triggering me and all this stuff. So it's like, we almost have to go back to where we were completely raw and strip back of all these identities and all of these versions of ourselves that we built up to go through that process, to be reborn, right. To be reborn as something right. new and then start the new journey. Yeah. And rewrite that story because it was mm -hmm. beautiful. So I, I understood that, but I went back to the farm also, also, I was already this experienced man that has grown up and that has gone through all of these. And so it was like rewriting that story of coming back there and creating a new reality. And I, back when I, in the beginning, it was very shocking and I started having panic attacks and I actually ended up in a psychiatric and I never went to a psychiatric. And here I was also my 33 years old going through my hardest time in my life, sitting with a psychiatrics and being medicated because it was just these panic attacks and these energies coming up for me and I just because I lost completely everything I just didn't know where to hold on from and um but still I yeah I, I there's something there's I'm very grateful there's something inside of me and there's this fire and this faith that has always kept me going and I knew I was in the hardest moment but I knew I, I had a purpose and I just I there's just a knowing that I will evolve, I will transform. There is something for me. And that's what always kept me going, even in the hardest times. But I stayed, I stayed home. I stayed like for six months until Colombia and everything. And it was until Bali and it was actually Christmas. And I actually said, I want to spend in this farm again at Christmas. And I actually want my mother to come and my brother and my sister. And I invite them all and even my nanny that grew up with us for 30 years that didn't work with us anymore. And we had a Christmas in this farm as grown-ups, loving, having walks. And I gave that to my little boy. I say, this is your remembering now of this farm. This is your remembering now of, 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 of family, of, of this. This is now your new memory. And it was beautiful and it was very powerful. And, and yeah, after that, I came to Bali pursuing Kundalini. And woof, it's been such a powerful also journey healing my sexual energy healing the connection and the relationship the relationship with my sexual energy healing all that because it's been it was disconnected completely disconnected distorted promiscuous um possessed <laughs> thousands well, hundreds of <laughs> different uh, men that i have engaged yeah in. Yeah, I'm glad you're going there because that's where I was going to kind of like guide us to go. I'm, I'm curious, like what when you said this, A, did you go celibate? Because part of my journey was literally celibacy, literally, it was literally, it was celibacy. So I had to go celibate for a while and just like re-pattern my relationship to this energy and realizing it's got its life force flowing through me. And it was super sexual and pleasurable and orgasmic, but it was the first time I realized like I can have that 
sensation and that pleasure through connection to the divine and it's fucking pure and it's beautiful and it's so holy and sacred so I had to literally like stop having sex I had to stop um sleeping around I had to stop engaging with anyone like was that part of your journey or how did that manifest for you to take I know you said you had to get rid of all this energy from men something I did as well it was like realizing how much of the trauma and the codes and the stuff that I'd taken on in my womb space from men like I was just holding all of this crap that wasn't mine um because well for as a female I don't know like what it's like for you but as a female when that penis like literally penetrates into your womb space they are entering your body like they are putting that stuff into your body and that's energetically too right it's not even like the physical but like physically with women we are being entered <laughs> so they're lit and I guess with you and they're entering you as well it depends if you're top and a bottom but like you know it's similar <laughs> like when you're interacting in that physical space that person's energy is entering your field and even when you're just close with someone and you're exchanging yeah. that energy so what was the process for you um, and how can people start to you know go on this process to reclaim that energy yeah, um, well, the, 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 there was a couple of things that happened simultaneously because I came to Bali. So I'm here in Bali. And then, yeah, I arrived in this island where like, it's not really a gay destination. And and that was like a sport because all of a sudden I was like, okay, there's no men. <laughs> and then after, I li- but I was very focused on my practice and everything. I didn't come here on holiday. I was just focusing on my practice on Kundalini yoga, waking up every morning. And I had no idea about the context of Kundalini yoga. This just made me feel really good. And I was fine. I was, I was, look, I was looking for truth and wisdom within my practice. I never pick a book or what is this or how does this, how does this work or what is this doing? Uh, I'm more also, I'm more heart-based, more feeling-based. I'm not intellectual. I don't need to know if it, make, if, it feel, if it makes me feel, I go for it. And that's who I am. So I never pick a book or anything else. It's like fully devoted on my practice. And I start noticing that I was not horny anymore. That that energy that controlled me for all my life, that if it was not with porn or masturbation or casual sex or applications, and it was overwhelming many times because I was, I don't know, maybe in, in, in Christmas or with my family in, in vacation. And then this energy will come and just take me out of just being in family and push me to like go in the apps or look at porn or masturbate yourself and like sometimes I was like I don't want this and it was just like this huge desire control me and energy not not mine you know so I noticed that and I was like wow what's going on and and two weeks three weeks and wow I haven't also ejaculated in this time and then on top of that Sometimes maybe I want to meet someone or something. I was like, wow, and there's really no one in this island. Because also it was the it was the pandemic and it was when 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 COVID hit and I was living in Ubud and there, there was no one and there was like literally no one. And it was like, okay, it's my time. Can I share? Yeah. It's really funny. Like the universe cock blocked you in that way. When I went on this journey, I remember I tried to download Tinder one day and um <laughs> I went to go like load my tins and it was like, there is no one in your area. And I'm like, are you serious? I live in Chengdu, babe. Like there is literally a million fucking fuck boys here. Like they're everywhere, but I was cut off from it. It's, it was like, God, my higher self source, my soul was literally just like, you cannot um, yeah. you, like that's not available for you right now. It's off the table. You can't. So it's great. I love that. It was it a was similar experience. Me, for you and as I, well. and I, I realized that. And I understood that because it was completely, I was completely out of it and it was like a year and a half and that led me to find pleasure with myself for the first time that led me like okay hey I'm still sexual and and I'm still need to feel it and how just start like being curious of how can I give pleasure to myself because I was elevating my frequency and my energy and I wasn't even also anymore feeling attracted to to porn and watching porn and none of that. And it was just like, how can I start connecting with myself? And, and it was beautiful because during that year and a half, it was only me and my self-exploration. And, it, and then after that, I started pursuing and going to do Kundalini yoga teacher training and tantra and all of this and is when I receive all the context of what was going on with me and I had no idea 
And I learned with that, with what Kundalini I was doing was elevating my energy that was stalking my balls. And I was with the breath work and the technology really elevating that energy up to my higher centers. And was the reason that then I wasn't anymore uh, controlled by this energy because like if you have one million volts in your balls, well, you're fucking horny all day. But if you really transmute this energy and move it around to your higher centers and from uh, sexual energy, the energy becomes life force, becomes spiritual energy. And that, and also my physicality, I was radiant. My skin was awesome. I was waking super at five in the morning with my, with my uh, roommates. We were going into the shala, cold shower, doing two hours of Kundalini yoga every morning. And then, and then, yeah, the Bali lifestyle, which was beautiful, cacao, this, that, yoga here, yoga there, and like the distortion of sexuality, of darkness, of low frequencies. There was no space for that. I was very supported by that. And then this, the not ejaculating when I learned Tantra and I learned about semen retention, I was like, holy fuck. What I've been doing is cultivating sexual energy and transmuting sexual energy. And in that transmutation of sexual energy is how I am activating my Kundalini. And this is the path of liberation that this energy that I used to throw away through casual sex, through masturbation, through ejaculating has, is becoming my fuel that has awakened me, that is healing me, that is bringing light into my shadow and that is liberating me from my sexual karma and all the people I have slept with and all the energies that I have within me. And I've just been purging that, going and on and on. I was like, wow, what? Like it was a whole breakthrough moment. And that's the moment where I receive this is what I have to do for my community. This is what I have to share this. This is what, this is my purpose. I, I am reclaiming my sovereignty. I am reclaiming my sexual energy. I am healing that wound. It's like if when I was a child and I was abused, that whoever did that stabbed me. And that wound has been open for all my life where my energy has been leaking. And all of a sudden that has been healed and I am taking the power back. And then I am trans and then with the breath work and the movement and this that I'm doing, not only I am cultivating that power, but then I am transmuting to my higher centers and my chakras are opening and I am, and I am, and I am healing all the shadow that is within me. Welcome to the portal of potential, the sacral chakra, the seat of sacred sexuality. Within the sacral chakra lies the key to limitless creativity, pleasure, play, and abundance. Introducing the Passion Portal. This short, multi-dimensional online retreat will allow you to heal, unblock, and access the untapped potential within your sacral, reclaim your sacred sexuality, and open the portal to a passionate, pleasurable, and prosperous life. Head to the link in the show notes or check out my website for more information. Now let's get back to this episode. I want to say, um, just to interject, like it's so important for people to realize that this is so tactical for us to be siphoned in this way and to be taught to over-sexualize ourselves or watch porn or um, hookup culture, all of this stuff at the same time, also being told that it's guilty, it's shameful, it's bad, right? Like there's so much stuff that's distorting our sexual energy for a reason, because it's our sovereignty. It's our life force. It's what we can create with. It's what we can connect to the divine with. It's what we can connect to others with. Like it is our healing life force energy, which is connecting us to our divine DNA, right? It's literally God moving through us. And so of course the systems, this, the society, the patriarchy, whatever, the people who want to enslave us want to keep us cut off from that, right? They want to keep us spending it on porn, ejaculating. They want to spend it on Tinder and hookups and um, all this, all the time making us feel guilty about it, which is the same power. Yeah. So yeah. they have the power yeah. and we are disempowered. We are controlled and we are not sovereign. Yeah. And then COVID and then you're in fear, you're in control, you are hooked, you are, we're puppets. Mm. A person that a soul that reclaims their sexual sovereignty is a free person. Mm-hmm. It's a man, a man. And I talk from, from my, it's being a man, a man that 
reclaims his sexual energy, that heals the relationship with his cock, and that rises this energy is a man that cannot be controlled. He's a sovereign man. He's a man that has stepped into his manhood. And yes. this man that we are meant to be and that the world is calling us and that this is the man that needs to show up as a father, as a brother, as a lover, as a friend, as a part, as whatever we need to show up. It's a sovereign man because when we are controlled by our urges, we are disempowered. And when we are disempowered, we are not sovereign. I love your fire when you're talking about this. It's so good. It's like, yes, amen. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. It's so true. And that energy, you know, you were saying you, your skin looked better. You had this energy to do stuff. It's creative. Oh, you've had a coffee. That's why you're like, go. <laughs> it's it's, oh it's a beautiful tea I love that um it's yeah it's it can be used in so many ways right this energy is so versatile and for you is that fire that was healing you right so for me my kundalini is so powerful and so strong and sometimes she's she's like igniting this um, creativity and this spark in me. Sometimes it feels really orgasmic and I just, you know, feel like I'm in deep pleasure and I'm lying on my bed having multiple orgasms and no one's touching me. Like sometimes it's that, sometimes it's healing energy. So sometimes that fire is burning through me, removing stuff and it's painful when it does that, but it's all used for different reasons and it depends on what you channel that into right and so it's so dumb that we just channel it and waste it into relationships and people and situations and into a you know a tissue or whatever it is and we're not cultivating and, and using that and again it's tactical I love that I would love for you to touch on you started talking about masculinity um and I did a, a podcast and I, I, I we talked on the phone about this how I did this podcast around the divine feminine and divine masculine but it was in a very straight context so I would love to hear for you what that relationship between the masculine and the feminine is as a man who you said you had this feminine energy but I know now like you're really stepping into some beautiful divine masculine I can see that in in just how you're leading and stepping up but what that dynamic is like for you and your partner I know he supports you sometimes and there's a you know does that shift do you guys switch um polarities like how does that work for you and yeah yeah absolutely well actually it's right now one of it has been one of my bigger biggest learnings because there's layers and layers so like the moment I I, I build this arrogant facade and I am going to go after this and nobody can touch me that is masculine energy but based also from a distorted and fear and you know and, and that's the way I, I i had to move on life to protect me and to be able to create my life and as i am returning back to my heart and and i then i'm really actually um activating and coming back to my feminine and and allowing myself to to be vulnerable and allowing myself to receive and it's been a journey and because this has been my past year uh, learnings and I freaked out, freaking out to let go of that hyper-independence that I always had because I don't need anything. I don't need anyone. I create my life because that's that was what I choose, the way I can do it and the way I succeed from everything that happened. And having someone that truly loves you and that wants to support you and that wants to be part of your life and come inside has been for me like oof, the biggest challenge to really allow myself to be on my feminine side and I think it's so powerful and so beautiful to because it's truth is is being vulnerable and just show yourself truly the way you are and with your fears and and ask for support and being seen and being held and and yeah so so yeah in between us we are starting our story and before it was like very two hyper independent men and like oh yeah what's up what's up and you're successful and you're successful and like showing from that facade but as we have come closer and closer and we're just peeling all those layers um in this situation, for example, it was very vulnerable for me to move, to go deep into this relationship and let go of these fears and all these hyper-independent. Then for, I felt vulnerable. I felt confused. I had all these, all my nervous system shocked completely, even 
vertigo and circulation problems. And it was just like the resistance to let go and feeling and not knowing really and just feeling being that vulnerable and just letting him be allowing myself to be held by him. But this is a pure strong masculine energy distorted or not that I've been all my life and is leaning into that feminine right now. Uh, it has been it's a huge empowering and like for me a huge growth but it's me at this point of my journey allowing the feminine to rise being allowing to be that and to be held and he also he for him he was he he's stepping more into his masculinity it's crazy before he had a, an older uh, was married with an older guy and was more taken care of and everything and here he's he 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 oh, in his journey he divorced and he's building his house and he's stepping into his power and being more uh, independent and into his stand and and i come in this particular moment where i am this feminine that requires to be held and to be loved and to be and to be heard and and he's stepping up into his manhood and in that beautiful masculinity and it's like i see you i hold you and that has been like a beautiful experience and one of the most challenging also in my journey right now yeah I believe that at some point because that's life i'll be strong again or i'm, I'm rising and I'm, and then maybe he will need support and this experience right now has taught me very much as an experience when maybe the roles change. I love that. So cool. You feel like it's going to be like this, you guys exchange. So like he'll be, I mean, this is also for straight relationships. I don't want to say that the man always has to be in the masculine, the woman always has to be in the feminine, but it's so beautiful that you have that dynamic where he can step up and, and you can see like he's stepping up into his feminine. So I'm going to soften back. And I know that, and I remember when you were going through all of that, you were on the phone to me a lot and we were talking, having conversations at the spa about you like the resistance to allowing yourself to be fully supported in this way and it's so beautiful to watch a man go through that like it was like wow like it's cool like to have that reflection um because we were going through similar things at the time so it's beautiful that that dynamic can shift and change and, and you can be you know that for each other but it's also you have that within yourselves right so it's like you I have think, that union internally and i think not only with the big ex challenges or experiences but on a daily basis mm -hmm. Yeah. sometimes you want to just want to be held and, and listen and something is going on going well and you just yeah you just want to lean in and sometimes you're like and then you're like come on I hold you or or the other day on or the opposite and I think it's a it's a continuous thing and it's a daily thing and I think we, we can't we yeah we 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 pass from a to b at and at every moment of the day I think yeah I love that thank you so much for sharing that I was like I need to have someone speak into this because I don't <laughs> want to like negate half my audience or yeah. whatever percentage um the kind of final question I want to ask you is for someone who's listened to this and they are like wow like I need to reclaim my sexual energy I need to go on this path what are some steps that they can take or recommendations that you have for them on like starting this journey and would it be solitude and celibacy? Because that was really important for me and obviously for you. Would it be learning to essentially um, give yourself that energy back? So learning how to self-love, like sensual yeah. touch, self-pleasure, all that stuff, like, or is it all of it? Like, what, what would you recommend? Um, uh, look, there is, there, there, yeah, definitely. And that's where I wanted to circle back. And it's, um, it's not about suppression. It's not about suppression because we are sexual beings, because we because we we just want to be held, we want to be connected, we want to feel ourselves. And we cannot make love to someone else if we have not made love to ourselves. Now, if my if I'm completely disconnected from my sexuality and it's just been and it's distorted and promiscuous and all of this, there needs to be a healing. So first I need to make peace with it. I need to forgive. I need to heal that relationship and then build that relationship because the, the journey back is this is not about becoming a nun or becoming a priest or never touch yourself because we're not going to. I agree. Yeah. We're not going to go back at all into that guilt, shame, don't touch yourself. Not at all. Like even with the men that I work uh, on, my, on, my, on my programs and everything is the 
self-pleasuring is so important. It's, it's a spiritual practice because it's, it's, but it's coming with love. It's just a difference when I grab my dick completely unconscious and I jerk it like a bubble gum and I make it spit and then I put it back. Or when I come with love and I connect with this beautiful part of me and I enjoy it and I touch it and I sit on my pleasure and I have the capacity to feel that horniness without looking to end it. There's a huge growth in, in and, but it's the same. And that's what I wanted to say. Like, it's, we still have sex. We still do things in all the same things in life. We just learn how to do them differently. We just learn how to be, have a conscious, healthy connection with it. So the journey first, yes. Why, why do we, because that, I think there's a misconception there. Why we go celebrate or why automatically the world, the, the universe, our angels support us. Because we also need to be honest. If, if I am controlled, I'm, I'm still controlled by these energies and, and, and I, can, I still haven't gained that capacity then the, it needs a break. It needs that I don't engage for a moment because I am building that. I am moving the energy. I am moving the breath. I am engaging in other things because otherwise, yeah, if, if it's controlling from all your life, it's a big monster. It's, a, it's an untamed horse. It takes a while to be able to take an untamed horse and then be able to, 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 to ride the horse, right? So it needs the time. So it, it's not like go celebrate, but engage in things that elevate your energy, elevate your frequency. Clean, open up a space, clear the energy. Everything that is attached to sexual energy, porn, desire, promiscuity, perversion, all of these are, are alive energies. They're dark, lower, or we don't need to say dark or light, but they're very low frequency energies and they are alive. The moment you start elevating the energy in your space, playing mantras, lighting up an incense, lighting up a candle, doing breath, doing some breath work, doing some yoga, bringing a plant in your house, opening your curtains, clear your closet from 20 years that maybe everything is old and you don't clear, change your sheets, let energy move. Wash yourself properly. Take a properly bath. Take showers two, three times a day. Move your energy. This is not a space for perversion. You will change. The moment you change your environment within and outside, you start taking your power back because that is not a space for these lower frequencies to be. And that's actually my recommendation number one. And that's actually how I, the first things when I start working with my people is your daily routine is clearing up the space. It's purification. Clear. Yeah. It's like. And that's my program actually. And that actually has been my, my journey, my, my understanding of my life journey and what Kundalini yoga is about, what detoxing is about, what juicing is about. All of these comes in the word that you just say, which is the magic word, and it's purification. So the first things I do when I work with people is juicing, detoxing, cleaning, purifying inner and outer space. So we invite new energy, and then we start working on elevating the energy and elevating your frequency and rising and using the technology of Kundalini to start bringing your energy up, and then everything starts transforming inside and outside. And then all that will guide you into, into the journey back to self and will show you the way to, to reclaim the power for sure. But I think these are simple and powerful things to do immediately. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I also love how you said, and you were really clear on, like, it doesn't mean becoming a nun. You just have to maybe some, some of us, like I definitely needed to, it's not for everyone, but I had to abstain in that way to learn how to yeah like connect that energy to god and then i was like i won't accept anything that doesn't have this heart connection doesn't have this like cosmic thing like i just i literally cannot tolerate 
men or connections or sex or anything that doesn't have that because I know what that's like and I know my capacity for connection to something higher now through this energy and it's like I know what that's like on my own I've had that experience with other men um, with other men I'm not a man but with men <laughs> in in a container like that and it can be so much more like the scope opens up so much more and then you just won't go back into those behaviors because you're like well that doesn't offer me anything anymore and you might like I did slip back a few times and have like a one night stand or something like that and I was like it's oh okay. yeah it's okay but it's like oh that just doesn't feel like good I just don't you have like to feel that. it you yeah. have to see oh this doesn't feel any good but it's yeah. okay this is part of the learning journey and mm -hmm. and yeah and I want I would like to add actually because it, like if we said directly how with men and the, the way I support men is we go on a on a challenge. This is the program I have, and we go on a 30-day challenge of semen retention, which semen retention means sexual cultivation, not throwing away my life force. So I, I designed this program where in 30 days, they will understand the power of their life force if they don't throw it away. But it's not only retain your semen, and you're like, what? I ejaculate because mainly I had I have I have men that are 70 years old clients that they ejaculated every day in their life and they're 70 years old imagine <laughs> and then they here they come and have this program and after seven days they're like a rocket because after seven days that we don't ejaculate we have 45 percent more of testosterone as men in, in seven days it's impressive so, yeah so I I teach and that's what I teach and what I share is just cultivating your sexual energy for men is semen retention but then transmuting sexual energy because only holding your semen well that was going to grow your balls and it's going to hurt and you're going to be horny and you're going to be younger and you're like what the fuck is this and i'm going to just want to fuck anything that comes in front of me right so the program and the journey is really as is as important as cultivating sexual energy is transmuting sexual energy and that's where the kundalini and the tantra is all about and this is what real tantra is because tantra is not that let me touch your titties and let me touch no tantra is rising my sexual energy to become a spiritual energy to bring light into my shadow and i have the capacity to deal with my demons as are coming out and transmuting and liberating myself and that's a tantric path using your sexual energy to which is kundalini energy to rise through your spine as it shows everything that has not been touched by consciousness and shows you the way back to consciousness and that's what it is i love that yeah there's so much bullshit in the tantra space i'm going to do a whole podcast about yeah. how but people completely <laughs> misconstrue what tantra is actually about and for me it's always been like connecting to the divine like that's what the core of tantra is, is connection to the divine whether i'm experiencing that connection solo through my experiences or with someone else sharing that space and energy it's that life force that you're sharing with someone and i love that you said that because it's so important that people need to know this about tantra that's like but it really is <laughs> it's not this sheer i mean it's especially in bali there's so much bullshit around tantra and bali and just distortions in that industry and space i believe my journey is a tantric journey it's coming back to my divinity is is letting go remembering having the capacity as my masculine to hold the feminine to build that capacity to hold this powerful energy that rises up within me and shows me my shadows and my fears and they come full front and I don't push them back anymore and I have that masculine presence to allow them to come out and liberate me as I'm making my way back to self, to heart, to divinity, to light. That is tantric path. Yeah, and in that, a union. It's That's what it is. It's in a union. union. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back into I love union. that. Beautiful. What a great place to finish this. If people yeah. would like to come find you and maybe do one of your purification journeys or just see what yeah. you're about, follow you, how can they do that? Instagram, tiaga.world, W-O-R-L-D. And on my Instagram, I have all my programs. I, I share I share a lot in Spanish because I, I feel I'm, I have the responsibility to bring this to Latin America and to my community. But I teach in English. I have program. I have my 30-day semen retention program in Spanish and English. And I do mentorship in Spanish and English. So I think the best would be to my Instagram, reach out. And on my link tree, you will find my programs and everything that is all about. And my 30-day semen retention journey is coming up soon. 
So if this touches you and this is something you want to do, reach out there. I'm always there to support. I love that. Thank you. Amazing. And it's powerful work. And I, I know like the value of the work that you're doing. So I would definitely recommend that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with your wisdom and your beauty and your grace and your power. And I can't wait to see you again. I really miss you. <laughs> I know. I was really surprised. I was surprised. And I was like, what the hell with your first episode saying you're going to come back to Bali. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, you better bring your cute butt very soon, please. <laughs> I am. I am. I'll be back. I'll be back in March. <laughs> okay. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you, beautiful beings. And thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for this time. Awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.